Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill. I'm your guide as we journey through the car care industry. You can find me on most platforms with Nick at HyperClean Store. Best way to get in touch, though, go to Facebook Specialist Group. Interact with us there or shoot us a text, 918-800-1188. And this is the Community Pub. And I am trying a little competition here as I was at the liquor store trying to figure out what I was going to get. And I had this new Founders Unraveled IPA. And I've really always been a fan of Founders. Love pretty much all their beers that they've put out. Been a great uh, brewery to constantly go back to. Um, and then I also like Deschutes. Deschutes is a, it's really kind of known for their hazies and their citrus style IPA. So I was like, you know what? Why have to pick one? Let's pick both and see which one is better. I first jumped into the Founders Unraveled and uh, it's a good solid juicy IPA. Um, there is a little bit of that, uh, that piney flavor on the backwash though, right? Like uh, after flavor on it does have a little piney to it. But overall, solid IPA. It's not a hazy. They call it a juicy. And maybe that, Derek, do you know, is that is that kind of a difference between a juicy and a hazy? Maybe the juicy just is a little bit more piney and hazy is a little bit more uh, citrusy. I don't know. Not 100% sure, but I, I've seen juicy hazies before too. So it's like kind of both. But I usually just go off to like the color usually if it's like really – hazy looking it's like okay well that's gonna be usually a citro but uh today i'm drinking delicious ipa from stone Ooh, yeah stone is definitely they have grown ah she's i think a lot they've put out quite a few more beers lately and they continue to grow across the country that i've seen you see they even their tabs even have the little skull on them now mm. oh I'm that's like, cool i'm like yeah. Good job, stone. yeah they do a good job brandon no doubt about it. Scott Lucas, thanks for hopping in. Dustin's in. Chris, hey, Chris, introduce yourself, man. Hey, how you guys doing today? How you doing? Good, how are you? Hey, I'm new to all this. Uh, I've been listening to the podcast for a little bit now. I had just started my uh, auto detail business uh, during the end of summer. And um, sort of my story is uh, I ended up getting hit by a DUI driver February of 2020. And I thought I'd never be able to get back to doing anything physical and then started to use detailing as a way to physically get better. And then I got good enough at it that I was like, okay, I need to do something with this. So I started putting it out there to people and the response has been incredible. And so I started tuning into Pints and Polish and I, I find this has been an awesome experience listening to you guys and the advice you've been given and it's been helping me a lot along the way. So I'm, I'm very blessed to be here. So I want to thank you guys for allowing me to be on. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome, Chris. Thanks so much, man. Community. Community. Hey, here, man. here, here. Love it. Great story. Um, so what physically was your problem when you got hit? What'd you have to battle through? I had to battle through my back being broken in three places, a burst Ooh. fracture, compression fracture, uh, the disc collapsed in my neck. Um, I have permanent nerve damage from a lot of that. Um, 
there really wasn't a lot they could do to me. I had uh, an abdominal wall hernia. I had injuries to organs, broken bones. Um, it wasn't looking real good for me for about the last couple of years uh, to be able to move and do good things again. So oh. I've been very blessed. Um, detail has been my savior for a lot of it took this. a lot of work though right like took a lot yeah. of work i don't think people really understand especially when you get into nerve damage the mm -hmm. difficulty it is to get through nerve pain it's way beyond muscle pain but nerve pain is way different than muscle pain it's 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 on a whole nother level totally agree with you and you know you get the shakes that come with it you just can't control it and people are like well how, what does that feel like and it's like you know Put yourself on a tens machine and blast it almost all the way up. You just start shaking mm -hmm. and you can't control it. And it's all over yep. your whole body. And I got to say, for me, the shakes have actually been a good thing. My my um, my recovery through stenosis, they as I started shaking, they said my nerves were now starting to interact again with parts of my muscle, and they encouraged. And there's times where I get into different places. I, yeah. Like everything just starts shaking and they say it's because my nerves are reacting to again, and they're beginning able to talk to the muscles. It's weird. It, it is weird, but I got to ask you a question. You know, when that happens to you and you get the worst shakes, is it worse for you? Like when it's cold or when it's warm? Um, mine, mine aren't, uh, mine aren't a cold. I don't know that I have a cold or hot with it. Yeah. Okay. I, I I haven't associated mine with cold or hot. Mine's been more of if my if my basically if my spine goes into a certain spot or the, the way if I'm laying down a certain way um, or just move a certain way and something starts interacting again. Oh, wow. That's that's wild. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's one thing most people don't understand unless they're actually going through it themselves. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's why I say. Nerve pain, nobody really understands nerve pain, and I hope nobody ever get, has to understand nerve pain. Dustin's experienced quite a bit of uh, pain in his life being <laughs> being on uh, bikes. Have you ever de dealt with anything on nerves? Uh, man, not really. I I've been fortunate there. Um, just been a lot of weird stuff. Uh, torn ligaments, uh, cracked my kneecap. That was not fun. Uh, lots of stitches uh fractured my foot that was probably man that was painful um broken ribs so i've had my fair share of broken bones but fortunately i haven't had to deal much with uh nerve damage just uh broken bones and lots of stitches man i've had my lips stitched back together <laughs> uh that was split in two um i've had stitches on nearly every limb of my body but no fortunately no uh no nerve, no nerve damage. Um, I think the next step, step or the next thing is taking care of my hip because it pops when I walk. Yeah, that's fun, isn't it? No. Yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I agree. Uh, so, so Chris. Yeah. Yoga, yoga, Pilates. Has that been a thing for you to, when you said that detailing has helped? I, I, I actually, you know, as I get and do more now and I start stretching back out to, you know, reach over in a cup holder or going underneath a seat and those type, I, a lot of times I'll feel my body in a certain way that I'm like, you know, this is very similar to a yoga or a Pilates pose. It really, some of those aren't that different. I got to agree with you on that. Um, 
I kind of was against yoga in the beginning of all of it, but um, my wife does, um, you know, physical workouts and such like that. And she's like, you ought to try it. And I, I tried it and I thought, okay, this felt really good. And I got to agree with you on that point, like certain ways, you know, you go to wipe the inside of a windshield, you know, you got to get in a certain spot and stretch a certain way. And man, sometimes it actually feels pretty good. <laughs> I got to admit it. <laughs> it gets oh. everything kind of moving good again. And, you know, my orthopedic surgeon had told me something important. And that would, would kind of spawn this whole thing starting a business more. He's like, the more you move, the less scar tissue you're going to end up with, which means the more normal you're going to be. And I was like, okay, whatever amount of pain I have to go through to get back to that as much as possible, I'm I'm all for it. I'm about doing that. So it's it's made a difference. But you got a great point there. A lot of those stretching, especially anterior in interior vehicles, that's where it's at getting those stretches for sure. Yeah, yeah definitely not on the outside. I mean, who actually polishes down at the bottom, right? Well, nobody does that anymore, do they? You guys, still, do. you guys still polish cars? <laughs> <laughs> no, but there is. I've I've seen plenty of people, and there's been people on episodes that talk about how they only polish the top parts of cars, and they don't really worry about the bottom lower rocker panels. Scott, is that a, that's a thing, right? I mean, have you heard it or no? I've heard it. I'm still old school, and I polish the whole damn car. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Polish the whole thing. It's all about what you present for work. In your quality. In their defense, though, I mean, who gets on their hands and knees and has a light out on the lower rocker panel? Some people That's do. True. <laughs> there are some, some customers that do do that, but yeah. Uh, Lucas, what about you? Are you a full polish or are you a half polish kind of guy? Uh, I'll always hit everything at least with a quick polish. If it's like a dealership truck that I'm not getting paid very much for, I'll freaking mow down just a quick, I mean, just something to shine it up below the eye level. But if it's a customer, like personal client, then it's getting, it's getting done a hundred percent everywhere. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Derek, we know you got knee pads, so we know your answer. <laughs> well, hold on. Well, I do have an update on that. I got a package coming tomorrow, hopefully from, uh, from Brandon. That's uh, it's a little pad now. So I got a video for it. Don't worry. You're going to be like, you're going to laugh. Wait, just wait. No, man, you can't go. You, you, I've seen the pads, right? You can't do that. You got to stay. You got to stay with your 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 tradition, man. I mean, no? but I'll I'll, uh, I'll the only sections I think I I got I'll hit them the lower panels and stuff. But uh, I don't. I know a lot of my customers don't don't have lights and stuff. But I'll still like uh, Lucas was saying. I'll buzz over most of the stuff. But uh, a lot of the higher panels, obviously, I'm going to try to really get correction, especially if they're paying for it. Then I'm going to definitely do it. But uh, the only sections that I tend to kind of just kind of gloss over a little bit is um, especially like on the bigger SUVs. Is, I'm not going to lie. The roof sometimes I just, I'll go over real quick because I'm not going to lie. That, that's just me. Cause I know a lot of my customers are not getting out a ladder to go up there and take a look at it. So, but. And I'll, you know, I'll, the older SUVs that have all those, you know, they've got the railing on the top. Plus then they got the, yeah. all the uh, stuff in between. Uh, yeah. I mean, how I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, are we not detailing if we don't go that far and, and hit that area just like we would the hood? Or I gotta tell you, I hate doing that part, but I'll still do it. Oh. It sucks, but I'm like, all right, if this was my own vehicle, I'm like, 
would I let that go? Yeah, probably. Don't look yeah, at the top of my Jeep people? then. Don't look at the roof of my Jeep. <laughs> Do not look at the roof of my Jeep. I was getting ready to say, <laughs> I know the roofs that have like all those little indents and stuff. And it's like, oh. Yeah, especially when they get those ridge lines in them. They've got those oh, little bumped out sections. And those those are a bear to get, especially when you're trying to reach. Hey, listen, there's another yoga pose right there for you. So reach <laughs> over the, the roof of the vehicle, you know, get that stretch in as far as you can go on that quadrant you're working. <laughs> uh, all right. So are you guys a, a ladder? Are you a step ladder on the side or are you I'm getting on the running board, then I'm I'm stepping my left foot over onto the tire and I'm stepping up on the tire and then I'm holding on to the, the top the best I can while I'm balancing on the tire. Which one are you guys? I'm a tire. I'm definitely guy. a ladder. Tire guy. Right, yeah, apologies. All right, we'll go around the room. Derek, okay. you're a tire guy. Tire guy, and then if I if I'm gonna step on the uh like the door door sills, I'll put towels down usually. But uh, I I have a stool that I'll bring with me sometimes, especially if it's like a bigger truck or it's lifted, I'll bring a stool. But I, I don't – that I do stay on the tires sometimes. All right. Chris? I definitely have to use a ladder. You know, like how we talked about the whole nerve issue, uh, me trying to stand on a sideboard doing it, it just – it's – I'm not balanced enough for it. So definitely I go with the ladder. Oh, got – I used to climb my own cars like a crazy cat and I slid off too many tires and rolled my ankles and um, I'm, I'm all about a stepladder, nice lightweight stepladder that won't hurt the car. Oh, Lucas. Oh, I got a stepladder. No, no ands, buts about it, huh? Straight stepladder no, all the no, time. I, I, same boat. I slept off too many tires when I started. First thing I bought when I got the shop was a stepladder. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. Dustin? Uh, depends on how wide the tires are. Uh, most of the stuff, most of the stuff with, that comes into my shop is trucks. So using those tires a lot, but uh, I do have the stepladder as well when it's needed. You got the step ladder, but most of the time you still go with stepping on the tires yourself. Oh yeah. Yeah. It takes more time to drag it step ladder out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But does it take more time than going to the ER? I don't know. I haven't went to the ER yet. So <laughs> now I've had some slips, but I haven't had a, a roll my ankle type, Scott. I haven't I haven't gone that hard with it. I have had some slips, and sometimes I've gone, okay, I need to get a stepladder out, but I'm with Dustin. Like we got ladders all over the place now, and I still just step on the tire. I don't like it is what it is. But but if I got somebody there that I'm training or we're working with somebody, like, oh, that's the worst. You can't ever do it. You have to get out the ladder. Like, yeah, exactly. I'm never gonna teach somebody to step on a tire ever. Like, I'm never yeah. gonna teach somebody to do that, but <laughs> You know, it's one of those things. If I'm in doing my own thing, like you bet I'm stepping on that tire every time. Uh, all right. So here uh, I've now dumped into Deschutes, Neon Daydream Hazy L. The other one was, uh, I think it said it was a 50 IBUs. And this is down to 30, 35. And you can tell the difference. It's a lower alcohol and it's a chuggable. It's almost, listen, Derek, it's almost a chuggable IPA. It's extreme. It's almost too smooth. 
It's almost like it doesn't have enough. It's like too too hazy. I don't know. Maybe because the other one was still a bit strong. I wonder if I mix the two of them to get. Now I'm a detailer. Now I'm a detailer. <laughs> yeah. I'm mixing them together to oh, make man. it the right way. Well, all I do. So I did on that BMW today. It was like I had my, my DNI mix, and that's all I use on tears if they're not that bad because it just cleans them and makes it look good. Well, you're going to stop doing that when you get the new uh, <laughs> refresh. I know. That's why oh. I, I literally posted. I was like, oh, Marty, Nick, they're going to be like, you got it. Once, once the interior stuff comes out, I'll be switching over for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But that is fun. I mean, listen, we mix stuff all the time as detailers. Uh, I know you said you was something I did too as a mobile detailer. Mix dressing and interior cleaner. Hey, I could go through and quickly clean it and leave a nice little satin shine and bada bing, bada boom. Hey, what else have you guys okay, ever mixed? Scott, do you mix things together? I have mixed some uh, compounds with polishes just to yep. kind of make a finish, but I have, I've heard about the mixing dressing with, with cleaners, but I don't, you know, I don't really use dressing. I remember customers back years ago would get mad when I dress something. They're like, you're not cleaning it. You're just putting greasy shit over it. And so I, I got good into steaming and cleaning and getting that natural look. But now I live close to Miami and everybody wants everything to be shiny. Yeah. Chris? Um, yeah, I've mixed a few things together a couple of times. Went well. Sometimes it didn't. A um, yeah. couple of things in the beginning that worked well for like cleaning stuff on seeds was uh, green stuff, a little bit of, with actually a lot of water and hydrogen peroxide, especially for those stains that wouldn't come out well. Actually worked out pretty good. Disinfected at the same time. I could tell my customers and clients, listen, I'm disinfecting your car organic cleaners nothing that's going to be harmful to you and took it that way all right cool uh i haven't done the hydro peroxide i've seen the uh anybody ever use uh oh, what is that uh, fabric softener for spraying on carpets to help release some dog hair i've seen that one mixing it with some different things for me that's when i'll mix in dressing and, and use that to help release dog hair lucas what about you you ever mix things together what's what's your fun little things Oh, I've mixed uh, wheel acid with degreaser, like one part degreaser or super clean is what I use for tires. I'll mix one part uh, degreaser, one part water, one part wheel acid, and then I'll just spray it over the entire wheel and tire, quick brush the tire. And then by the time you're done brushing the tire, you can usually just power wash the wheel clean and it usually works pretty freaking mint. And then, That's interesting. Yeah, I never because acid, acid, and a degreaser. You got a high and a low pH. Yeah, so that's interesting. I've never neutralized out. I I don't know. It, it, it well, still... it would have had to with the water. It, yeah. I mean, and it's okay if it neutralized it out a little bit. I I think it's still probably a little more acidic because it doesn't bubble up quite as well, and it still eats like rust and iron and fallout off the wheels that can accept acid. You know. Mm -hmm. um, and then another place that I've used acid a lot is like, I'll, if I'm doing a final wipe on windows that have a lot of water spots, um, I'll take like just a cap full of wheel acid and put it in a full bottle of a uh, 50, 50 IPA solution. Yeah. And I'll clean the windows with that and they'll wipe streak free with no, no, no. Uh, Cause I found when I was using like an acid based, any kind of water spot remover on windows, it would streak. It'd leave yeah. kind of like a haze and I'd have to go back over it with glass cleaner. 
just yeah. a drop of wheel acid in, in my homemade glass cleaner. It, it, it seems to work pretty well. Yeah, that's a great idea. Not too many people know that you can use acid uh, for water spots. Yeah, well, shit, I, I, yeah. I, I trained for like a month under an old school dealership under old school detailer at a, a dealership a while back. And he, he used to wash white cars and he'd squirt straight wheel acid over the whole damn car, brush it with the brush and it looked fantastic. Send it out the door. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy what acid can do if done the right way, but at a dealership uh, here locally, I got a phone call one day that uh, <laughs> this, this guy that was supposed to be their, their top detailer, had taken my training of spraying acid on a car to, you know, get the water spots off. Taking a in the middle of the summer, taking a black car into the wash bay, didn't rinse it off and just sprayed it down with acid. And then apparently went back to his stall. <laughs> I checked on some stuff on his phone and then came back about 15 minutes later. And I got a phone call from the GM and the uh, operations director. What the fuck did you tell my guys like i showed up i I was there as quick as i could and boy i walked into a shit show like i mean that that dealership kicked acid out of their store immediately the little dude said you will never bring this into my store again i go no problem man no problem <laughs> all good because apparently you guys can't follow directions i get it <laughs> Alex, what about you? Uh, thanks for hopping on. What Anything you've mixed up that's a special little concoction that you found? No, I wanted to jump in here because I heard you guys talking about rockers and I thought you guys were talking about me and how it goes around the internet that I don't do rockers. So I had to jump on and say, I do do rockers. In fact, I won that little that little award right there Damn. For, doing, for doing a rocker. Um, Listen, no, you're not I, the only one. Yeah, You're I not know, the only one. There are <laughs> no, others. There right. are others. I, just, yeah. I, felt, I felt attacked. I had to come on and in, 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 uh, in, did you in cross my booth. mind? Yes. Uh, no. You did cross my <laughs> mind because uh, I've I've actually even here locally, these high-end shop guys like yeah. we're high-end shop. And then yeah. like, hey dude, what are you doing? Oh, I, yeah. I don't I don't do that. No, I think I think everybody okay. took what I originally said on the podcast out of context and decided to make it fun so um no i you know i don't know man i'm a follow the rules kind of guy with chemicals um so i don't i don't really mix anything too much i mean the only thing that i mix up is not even something that i came up with but it's the noxy bizzle shizzle where you um it's a mix of uh of your apc and then whatever rinseless wash um and it's great for just like cleaning everything and anything because obviously you got the APC that'll do the cleaning, but then the the rinseless wash will neutralize it down and leave it, you know, doesn't leave like that APC streak on it. Like if you're wiping, you know, door jams or if you're wiping painted wheels or uh, rocker panels, things like that. And um, and it's pretty good for cleaning wheels. Like if you're just kind of doing um like a, a quick spray on and just kind of you know finger the rims out kind of deal um or quick quick uh, uh door jam wipe down it can be used on interiors things like that that's the only thing really that i kind of mix up um other than that i follow rules so i don't end up like your dealership guy yeah boring huh is that what you yeah. said yeah 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 <laughs> 
no, I, it, I, that's awesome. There's, I like it that you follow everything. I mean, that's technically what we should do. Yeah. I mean, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Although I've always said that if detailers didn't mix stuff up, like we wouldn't come up with cool stuff. Right. Because, yep. you know, every detailer is a chemist, you know, yeah. and you, you, you get a couple of dots of this and a couple of dots of that on your pad and it works really good. And the next thing you know, somebody's figuring out how to mix that into a bottle and then next thing you know, it's becoming a product, you know, so. Sounds like a story you've heard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, once or twice or 1500, you know, whatever. That's like Jen stuff. (laughs) I used to have a kid who worked for me at the car wash that would do that. Like he would go and get bottles of stuff and mix them together and, and kind of like make his own stuff. Um, You know, and I'd always go and grab a bottle and I'm like, what is this? He's like, Oh, that's my special mix. I'm like, you can't have it out here on the cart. You know I mean? Like this is an OSHA regulation, right? Like there's no label on it. Like we don't even know what's in it. Like if somebody grabs it, you know, and starts putting it on something. So I just told him, I said, just hide all that stuff. So I don't see it. That is the thing about us mixer people is it it makes it incredibly difficult to try and train somebody like you can't do it. Like, Oh, just grab that. And Oh yeah. You just, got to mix this stuff in and here's this do you can do that no like you're you're right you're your plan is probably better than most like have everything just set and that's much easier for business yeah i always say it like i i'm not a chemist so i let the chemist make the stuff up and then i just use it the way that they tell me to use it no i mean it's like Uh, we talked about it's like we talked about the other night on on the the spotlight show with you guys right like the, the the telephone game right because it starts out as one thing and every detailer starts telling it a different way to the next detailer. And by the time he gets to the last detailer, he's using it completely wrong, you know? So I just follow what the label says. That way I know I'm doing it right. (laughs) Play it safe. I get it. Yeah. That's Uh, it. That's all I wanted to say. I got to go back and finish watching my movie. So you guys have a good night. Enjoy. What movie is it? uh what are we watching um, frozen they, no <laughs> yeah it's freezing down here mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> no uh hitman's hitman's wife's bodyguard some, the one with what's his ryan reynolds and ryan samuel reynolds. jackson and samuel jackson. Hayek. yeah so. all right all well, right guys have a great evening we'll we expect uh alex we expect photos next time you're on a lower rocker panel that's all i'm saying well photos know, or it didn't happen photos know, right or it there, didn't happen. Video too. right there that right there because of photos, I got that right there. So, you know. I don't know, man. Photos of the lower rocker panel or it didn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you guys have a great night. I'll talk to you later. See you, you too, Alex. All right. Awesome. All right, cooking with Nick. Uh, you're a concoction kind of guy. If you're a chef, you like to mix things up and make things taste good. What about in your detailing? Do you? All the time. Oh, Wait. yeah? So usually it is McGuire's all-purpose cleaner and protein stain remover because that's they're like made to be mixed together and you can get bottles from mcguire's of them like already labeled out how much to mix so i'll do that all the time um occasionally some some dressing and cleaner um but the thing i do most common is i'll mix iron remover and typically mcguire's uh iron remover and uh brake buster from pns so a high pH wheel cleaner with an iron remover 
and get like this kind of all-in-one crazy wheel cleaner. Oh, it's not the same thing. Spray on wipe off thing. I'll spray it on the wheels. You know, um, I'll spray it on the wheels and I'll I'll foam the car. Do my uh, do my uh, toothpick. Not really toothpickery, but go around with a fine brush. You know, get the the, the nooks and crannies. Come around, rinse the whole thing off, then do a, a, a full bath. And it it works pretty well for a maintenance type deal, at least for me. Cool, cool. Nice little mixture. Dustin, what about you? Oh, hold on. Nick, what's cooking with Nick tonight? Steak sandwiches. Whoa. Yeah, steak sandwiches. Come on. I'm uh, talking. Had a little hiccup. The grill will not start. So I put in the tank and now the tank is like seized and it it won't work properly. So we're we're figuring something out. I'm gonna end up baking the steak and then searing it in the in the skillet later. Mm. Gonna add that to uh Fresh bread. Gonna add a tomato onion type paste, if you want to call it that, on top of that, and some spicy mayo. And we'll go from there. Little grilled onions or no? Yep. They're in there. Nice. Grilled onions and peppers on it. Mm. So sounds delicious. Dustin, what about you? Do you mix things up? Um occasionally. Um uh, I'll use like uh Take like some Zip truck and trailer wash, which is an alkaline based degreaser. If you take that, put it in your soap bucket. Um, if you're doing like some fleet vehicles, it's excellent. I have one account where they have 22 white Jeep Cherokees that get cleaned once a year. And uh, as you can imagine, they're, they got green stuff all on the seals and everything else. Uh, so I'll put some soap in a foam cannon and then do 50, you know, fill the other half up with some degreaser. Most of the time it's alkaline based. So you don't, you know, you're not running into any streaking issue or TRX would work great for it too. But this is just in the past. Like I said, I do them once a year, typically in the summertime. And uh, so some alkaline based degreaser, put some in your soap bucket or, you know, your foam cannon just helps them clean a little bit easier. Um, Cause really that Zep truck and trailer wash you can spray it directly on a vehicle, let it, you know, let it set for a minute and then rinse it off and it's going to be paint safe. Um, that's what that stuff's designed for, but it is high alkaline based kind of like what, you know, what shoots out of an automatic car wash, that stuff's alkaline based or it's acid. Um, so same thing. All right. Cool. Cool. Uh, Derek, I know uh, you guys have been hit uh, heavy with some weather, and here we have broke free finally with some weather. Um, you know, we had some nice, good six to eight inches. Some places got even a little bit more, you know. Mm. But uh, nice little snowstorm after the, the last pub. We had a lot of people starting to have issues then with, uh, you know, of course, deliveries and stuff getting out because – a lot of the country through the Midwest and now through the Northeast has been shut down for two or three days. What's it looking like up there? How's, how's the week been? Well, we finally are out of the freezing loose up here. And uh, today it was almost uh, 50 at one point. Uh, so I had on like my t-shirt with the Under Armour and stuff and I was okay. And then all of a sudden, right before I finished the BMW, uh, dropped back down to 32 and, uh, hmm. Luckily, Saturday, it's supposed to be almost 60 degrees, 
which I'm like, oh, wow, like a nice little warm spell. Um, and it stopped raining every like uh, every other day or because we were getting like that mist. Um, I know when you guys got snow, we ended up just getting like a like a maybe maybe not even an inch of snow, but it melted most of it pretty much melted all the way. Um, and I think uh, what Texas got like what like an ice storm or something going on or something. I'm not sure what he's uh, but uh, I heard a lot of people did not power. Apparently, like lower um, parts of like South Jersey near me, they all there's still a couple thousand people that don't have power, and I'm just like. I don't know what's going on. I think they fixed it by now, but I just remember people were, I heard reading on the news, people were talking about it. But um, most of the snow around me is gone pretty much now. That's good. Everybody else is, I know, Dustin, you went and did uh, some trips, right? With trying to get some people restored on some stuff. What's it, what's it like now? How's everything where you're at? Uh, yeah, we didn't, we didn't get much here in West Virginia, but I uh, had to run out to Indiana for a couple of days. And they got some snow out there. The roads were trashed. Um, but overall, their power grid held up. So we were good there. So little spent four days in a hotel and came home. That was about it. But, uh, yeah, northeast got a lot of snow. It was uh, – I know Tennessee – or not t- – yeah, Tennessee got it pretty good. Uh, they got Nick? some there. Nick, did you get a bunch of snow there? No, oh, Nick's down then. He's cooking on something. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they did. Oh, there he is. Hey, what's up, Nick? Nope. He's still out. <laughs> Scott, what's uh what's your week been like? Uh what's been the best thing of your week? Uh the best thing is the weather. See, I'm like you guys, it's been hot here. We got a little cool weather right there around MTE, but it uh dropped back down. We we're able to open up the house. It's in the low 70s upper 60s so i like having the house open but i've got uh mercedes in the garage right now that i'm doing a two-stage and coating on and got a brand new genesis coming in tomorrow for a one one step in coating so cool. on. nice it's a great weekend definitely chris what about you what's been the highlight of your week Oh, good. Um, this week, probably the temperature has been much better. I actually feel like it can move around pretty good. It's Friday. I got a PPF to do on a hood for Jeep Cherokee for a uh, collision pay- place down near us. So I get to go do that. So that'll be something that keeps me busy this week. It's been real slow during the wintertime, but it's given me time to kind of rebuild uh, a bit of where I'm headed with all of what I'm doing. So it's it's been nice that this week I've had that time to focus on it. Where are you from? Uh, Delta, Pennsylvania. Hmm. It's a small little town about mm, five minutes from the border of Maryland. Hmm. So not much happens here, but uh, we're centrally located to some of the really uh, nicer areas with the nicer cars. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm from uh, New Jersey and uh, central Jersey. And um, I had to go down to like uh, kind of in right over the border in Maryland, where you were, and uh, that's a pretty nice there's some nice cars down there, like especially some of the shops and stuff. All these high end stuff. Mm-hmm. Everyone, yeah. everyone had BMWs and Teslas. That's all I saw. Yeah, that's pretty much like what it rolls around down here. You know, the the fortunate thing I've got a guy that uh, is one of my uh, regulars who's got an Aston Martin DB7 and a um, a Vantage, so I get to work with him a lot. So, what part of South Jersey are you in? I'm like, well, if you. If you ask the most people, I'm in cent- Central Jersey, like even okay. though there's like 
whole debate where there's, oh, there's a north and a south. Like, no, I'm right in the middle. What, and, what uh, turnpike exit are you? Oh, I don't, oh, shit. I don't even remember, but I'm near, I'm near Rutgers. Okay, Rutgers. you're near Rutgers. So you're like 7A, 7B. I lived in Jersey okay, for 11 yeah. years, so I was Sinclairville right. out there, so I know what, okay. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I live in uh, South Boundbrook, right in the middle, South Boundbrook, New Jersey right now, but I, I grew up in Piscataway, so. Okay, I know where those places are at. That's pretty freaking cool, DJD. <laughs> yeah, that's why there's community. Hell yeah. Community. Right. To community. Chris, I take it you're a non-drinker? Um, I do. I just haven't drank most lately, only because of the medication that I'm on for this nerve stuff. Um, yeah, of course. I... I don't really feel anything when I drink. So <laughs> for me, it's, it's about the flavor at this point, but um, with the nerve blockers I take, yeah, there, there really is no effect or you don't get the good part about the drinking part. So I, I really kind of have slowed down and stopped on it, but that doesn't mean I don't like a good brew every once in a while. And what do you like to drink? Uh, man, I, I'm going to be real cliche on this one, but uh, Yingling had been my bigger one. But occasionally I like a good, you know, homegrown IPA and, and things like that. A couple of my buddies in, uh, who live in Chantilly, Virginia, do their own stuff. So they send me with a, uh, uh, a growler every once in a while as a gift. So but I'm all am, about uh, the good stuff. So I've been writing down what you've been telling me for beer. So I'm going to be trying some of that stuff. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, this, thing on I, looks good. this past weekend, I actually broke out the brew equipment again. Nice. Uh, it was, yeah, it's been a couple years since I brewed beer and, but I, you know, I'm starting to figure out like, all right, let's, let's get back into that. Listen, my girlfriend loves to drink beer too. So it's like, why don't we just brew some beer together? It'd be fun. So yeah, Absolutely. that's going to be this coming weekend. Yeah, it, it, it'll be good. Lucas, what about you? What's, uh, what's your week been like? Any, what's been happening? Uh, well, since last week, Wednesday, I got off the pub and I was drinking water because I knew I had to go snow plow seven and a half inches of snow. So I was up all night snow plowing. And then since then, it's been, I don't know what it was about this week, but I, I had no, on Monday morning, I got to work with two interiors planned. I had a interior on Monday for a Ford Explorer. And then same guy dropped off a Genesis G80 for another interior on Tuesday and love that car midday midday monday and uh, midday tuesday my week just exploded with dealership calls me hey we got 27 cars we need done a couple of them need buffs a couple of them need interiors and then nine or ten people that want interiors done on top of that and i mean january was slow as shit but we we finally broke 30 degrees this month so now everybody's thinking it's time to get everything clean and they they see the light at the end of the tunnel now even though it's going to be seven degrees on saturday so i'm not complaining but I, I went from not much to do this week and catching up on some stuff to now it's it's i'm going to be at the shop till 10 o'clock every day which way do you prefer <clears throat> i like making money a lot so i yeah do I, you guys find it interesting where some people have said you should only work five days a week I think that's horseshit. I mean, once you, once you got an established business and you got some guys working for you, it's like, yeah, you can set your schedule to five days a week. But right now, like I'm in the grind and go business, build this as big as I can till that I get to that point. And I want to, I want to work my tail off until I have the ability 
two, three, four, five, six years down the road to be able to not have to do that. But right now, you know, I'm, I, I see the overworked as a blessing rather than a curse because I would rather have more than I can handle than wonder where I'm going to get my next meal from. I think the uh. first two years are your hardest in business. And for me now, I don't want to work Saturdays. I try not to, but if a customer def like desperately wants a Saturday or needs it, yeah, I'll make an exception. But uh, yeah, I mean, first two years that I was in business, it was just go, 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 take everything that I could. So um, that's kind of what I've heard too. Is that every two, like the first two years are going to be the worst. Like yeah, this last year, I've done the same thing where I I tried not to work Saturdays, and I think I've had maybe three Saturdays the entire last year I haven't had to go to the shop for something <laughs> <laughs> yeah once you get past those first two years I feel like you've you've failed and you've succeeded and you've learned a lot cool um, but it, you know it never stops so without failure there's no growth but uh yeah I, I don't know I'm not a weekend guy I don't want to be I don't really want to be working on the cars on the weekend the only thing I want to be doing is, especially in the summertime is uh out on the boat Saturday and Sunday phones off I'll be pounding beers at the lake See you <laughs> Monday. that's that's the way you do it huh yeah 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 so springtime springtime we're riding dirt bikes traveling around riding dirt bikes on the weekend summertime it's the boat for you know a solid three months and then uh you know fall comes back around we're back to the dirt bikes so weekends i, I won't be bothered <laughs> but it how long did it take to get to that point uh i like i said i, I started my business in 2015 so it's taken me, you know, I hustled and hustled and hustled until like last year when I started to realize, okay, I'm kind of, I'm kind of stable. You know, I, I can take off weekends now. It, now it sucks to tell people, sorry, you know, I, I you know, we're closed, you know, we're closed on a weekend or, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, I always tell them, Hey, you know, I can make an exception for a Saturday, bring it in. But uh, they're like, can you come out on Sunday? No, sorry. I, you know, it sucks to tell them, you know, whatever. But uh, you need, you also need to separate that time to recharge. Otherwise, you're going to burn yourself out. And my first two years in business, I burned myself out for a number of reasons. Number one, I didn't have a good business plan. Number two, I was just working and working and working. And if you do that and don't have a good business plan lined up, you're going to burn yourself out. So I thought I was making money. I really wasn't making money. I was just, you know, grinding and grinding and grinding. Well, it didn't turn out well. So, you know, now that I've been in this for, uh, you know, since then 2015, uh, I've learned a lot. <laughs> I still don't know everything, but I feel like I'm finally getting the hang of it, but uh, it's all fun. A business plan though some people hear that and listen all uh <laughs> i actually took a photo the other day when i was clearing out some stuff out of the garage while i was trying to prep to get make sure i had all my brewing equipment still and i ran across a folder that had an old business plan in it and it was uh auto spot the mall where i was setting up inside of a local mall 
valet and what we would do waterless detail then you get your car valeted at the mall and come out clean you shop we shine uh it it went from one location to two we thought we had a, a home run it 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 failed at one location in about four months because well just the business plan i guess didn't quite work um some of the things that they had promised to us at the local level on the mall didn't happen and uh, caused a lot of issues, which ultimately caused a demise and a close of that location. How heavy do you play into the, you know, the correct business write-up of everything? I mean, I had, that's when I opened this up and I go, God damn, I had all the numbers. I had, I had, I had everything charted out. Like my, my business plan was solid. I mean, it, it was great, but then, at the end of the day, this failed business cost me close to about $30,000 right at the point that I'm also going through a divorce. It cost me a, roughly around the same riot. Like I, I was getting fucking plumbered. That was a tough couple of years trying to climb out of something that had a great business model, you know, had a great business plan. Do business plans always, how, how do you, how do you value business plans? Uh, I, I mean, you, you always have to adapt because it's forever changing, right? Uh, you can draw it out and chase after it, but it always, you know, somewhere there's going to be a wrench thrown in the sprocket, but uh, it's just adapting and overcoming. But for me, you know, I, I don't have a notebook with everything written down that I'm chasing. I just have, hey, this is what I want to hit this year uh, in numbers we're just going to work consistent. I'm not booking my days out where I'm doing three, four cars a day. Like I only want to do one to two a day if they're details or, you know, book a couple coding jobs a week. Cool. Uh, so I, I'm just focusing on consistency. Consistency is my business plan this year. Uh, you know, I want to double my numbers from last year and, and just enjoy it because last year I had a lot of fun, but it was kind of stressful too. Uh, this year, I, I want to enjoy my life. I want to enjoy my business. Um, every part of it. We got this new shop. I love being there. Um, it's just, a, you know, hey, let, let's enjoy the journey. Uh, because if it's just. You've made some, people, in a sense, you made some steps and it's time to enjoy some of all that hard work that in those years that it took to get to here, you put in a lot of time and a lot of effort. That then later, if everything goes right, then you find a really great place and start to enjoy your business. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's just another step. And, uh, you know, I, I don't plan to, to idle here or anything, but it's more, let's just enjoy it. We're still going to be consistent, uh, you know, like a train. It's not, you know, it's just consistent, consistent speed. Uh, so that, that's the goal this year. Enjoy the ride. And, you know, next year we'll step up even farther. Oh, man. Yeah. We're excited to be doing that with you. No doubt. Oh, yeah. Julian, uh, thanks for hopping in, man. How's your week been? What's been the, the biggest highlight for your week? The biggest highlight of my week is collecting all the expenses from last month. <laughs> I, couldn't, I can't really understand you. Can you hear me now? Okay. Uh, this week has basically just been collecting all the expenses from last month, recording it, putting it into some Google Sheets, running the numbers, but 
as far as for how the shop is, the garages were plenty busy. I got some work getting cut out down right now. I'm not sure if you can see it right here. Oh, yeah. that's covering it. But basically, uh, we're fully booked out for these next two weeks. So um, it's just been a grind. But what I've been doing recently is just been upgrading equipment, getting new things, putting some new SOPs in there uh, for the garage. Okay. Cool, man. Glad to hear uh, you're, you're getting after it. I'm loving it. Thank you. Yeah. But um, I mean, off of what Dustin said, I mean, there's definitely a big climb and a big hurdle. It feels like you're climbing like a really big mountain and you have to take a break every once in a while, but you have this big weight, like this big weighted ball on a chain that's like connected to your arm or your leg. And you got to keep climbing forward and climbing forward. And you have to sacrifice a little bit, you know, chew off some skin and keep getting after it. Um, but I really am in the belief of uh, you, you kind of have to make that necessary sacrifice for that long-term success. Yeah, the first years, maybe possibly yeah. even the first, to Dustin's point, not just the first two years. It's actually, for him, it's probably the first five years, which is probably wow. more in theory of, of business, right? I mean, it probably does take more of the first five years. I know when I finally hit 10 years, that's when I went, okay, I, th I think I might, like, I think we might make it now. We're 10 yeah. years in, you know, like. Right, right. I mean, and, like, I first started off, like, out like the back of my car and I'm fortunately enough to do it from home now um, and then still do a little bit of mobile you know in a, in a certain way that I do it but it took me for like since I was like 17 and a half now I'm 22 took me out three to four years of like saving a lot of money and like making a lot of sacrifices where I had to just keep investing to the business and um, basically making a lot of mistakes. Do you think that's a problem that a lot of people have is they just, you know, they finally start first year was tough. Second year was tough, they, but they finally start making some cheddar. And then the long-term play, maybe their, their downfall is they just start spending so much of their money and they don't save it. Do you, yeah. you think that's yeah. an issue? Absolutely. I, I really think that's a really big issue. Everyone has their vice and a vice can also be, you know, spending so much money into your business, you forget to pay your own self um, and live a little because um, one of these classes I went to and I learned from someone and he said, you know, if you don't pay yourself, you're, you're going to risk yourself in, in burning out really quick and really fast. And that's happened to me quite a bit. When I had a photography business back in high school at 15, you're undercutting competition, but you're making great money for your age, doing these photo shoots and your portraits. Then you, you know, they, the All right, scale but goes Julian, up. let's, let's chop this up for a second. Let's chop Sorry. this up for yeah. a second. Cause what, what you said was, you know, in, in order to, to enjoy some stuff and, and, and grow basically a theory that you had been told that you got to start paying yourself more. So in a sense, we're young in business. We're trying to grow something that we hope is our life, right? I, I would take it that most of us that get into a business of detailing, we want to be doing it longer than a couple of years. And we hope that maybe for decades, and maybe this is our way out. This is maybe our, our way of having a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, and the theory that's being tossed around is you got to pay yourself more 
you got to then there's one side of it. I have even in there's a group and there's there's a theory that's that's gone on from a book that ain't got adapted into detailing that, you know, profit first. And and I love a lot of the stuff that goes into profit first of setting aside, you know, envelopes in a sense and sections of your business. I mean, I was raised on cash envelopes. You any money that you come in, you start putting cash into these envelopes since you know you got your bills for here, you got your mortgage for here, you got you got your different expenses lined out. It's the same concept. But then a big part of what they always boast about is the the dividend checks back to me, the the owner, and how much I make. And I've got to make sure that I pay myself. But if I'm if I'm one to two years into my business, do I really need to be worrying about paying myself? Or does paying myself lead to bad habits where I start buying a lot of shoes and I start buying then extra cars that I don't really need, or I start yeah. putting a lot of parts onto a car that, you know, it's just because that's what I love and that's my passion. Right. It's cool. That's your passion. But, but is that really the best for your business or the best for your business might be me still drive the car, the same car, mm -hmm. but that means that, that extra 500 to a thousand bucks per month goes towards somebody that might make me more money and I can train somebody and I can pay somebody this so that something gets off my plate. It's it's, there's no right or wrong answer. There really isn't. It's just more of a concept theory. So what, what's your theory then? You know, do we pay ourselves more or do we keep it in the business so that the business grows and me as a, entrepreneur keeps my lifestyle down here mm -hmm. so that my business is always up here. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's always a concept of choice, right? And that's basically what you're saying. I have a choice of doing this and a choice of doing that. Um, you know, and all depends on your values of what you will really value. And if you value more in the sense of living on your means, paying yourself a considerable wage to pay for expenses and have just a little bit left over to take care of yourself and have a, uh, some okay, nice lifestyle, go for it. But if you want to go ahead and sacrifice the time and energy to invest in your business to eventually make more money and help it grow, then that's something of a concept that I'm more really on. Uh, going on that envelope and basically paying your business, which will eventually long-term pay for you. Yeah, I would imagine me as a 50-year-old, I would, I would hope that I start making more money than I did at 30. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, right. That's the general concept that you want to get there. But if I'm always draining out of what's supposed to make more, I, I don't, you know, it, it, there's, like you said, there's no right or wrong answer. There's, there's right. no, not Chris, what's your thoughts? What, what do you think about it? Uh, I think being so new for me, um, personally honest, the money I've made, I've just reinvested back into my business. You know, I'm still on year one, which is, I think, a good place to be. Um, it's a great opportunity time to learn, to grow, to, you know, make these mistakes because there's room to do that. But I think it's very imperative not to pay yourself the first two years, you know, granted, take care of your expenses. Um, I'm fortunate enough to have a six figure job and then working my business to eventually replace my job because I'd like to be my own boss again. I really enjoyed that. Um, but out of all the details I've done, the 30, 40 cars that I've done in just a few months, I've only paid myself personally $10. 
everything else has gone back investment into the business and saved for whatever else I needed as far as to make it what I need it to be. So I, I think, I think it, you may be right that there's no right or wrong way of doing this, but there's certainly a balance to it. Um, you know, again, being first year, two years into this, it's, it's scary as shit because <laughs> it's something new and you don't want to make a mistake uh, as far as losing that kind of money. So you tend to be real cautious with what you spend your money on. Uh, yeah. At least that's my philosophy of it. Yeah. Cool. Dustin, I'd love to know yours because you got some hobbies, right? I mean, I think right now I saw you made a post, you're trying to sell a bike, you know, but so you've invested into some other stuff that in the past part of your life was a big deal. And you've, you also do different aspects to your life. So what is it, what does it look like for you? I, I'm curious. You know, man. Uh, so as for the bike, um, I, I actually just listed that for sale so I can buy a new model, but that's besides the point. But, but no, it's not uh, besides the point. That's not like that. That's so, great. So, okay. So, you know, that's it. But for the longest, so we'll, we'll put that into play here. And then like my truck, for instance, you know, you just talked on, we'll just call it the Dave Ramsey principle, because that's what you were just talking about. The envelopes the separating this, this, and this, I don't go right. that far. Uh, however, I am very conservative. If I told you guys uh, what my paycheck looked like from the business, you'd probably laugh. Um, because I, I pay myself a very little amount, um, you know, just what's needed. And then the rest is just the business. Um, so just, you know, building and building that only paying pay myself what I need. Um, and as for, you know, my hobbies, I love motorcycles, dude, dirt bikes, off-road, everything, uh, diesel trucks, you name it. Um, the truck I just sold had 300,000 miles on it. Um, I haven't had a truck payment for the last four years, but I cashed out on it. And now I'm at the point I'm going to buy something a little bit newer, but you know, over the last four years, I, you know, balled out in that little single cab truck. It made me money. I didn't have a truck payment. Uh, it wasn't perfect by any means, <laughs> you know, it had its dents and dings and all that good stuff. Um, but you know, as being a, you know, a, a business owner and especially detailing is micro small business. Um, it's important. I mean, cut back on your costs a little bit. It takes a lot of stress off your plate. If you want to hire somebody, uh, you're, you know, you're not buried in debt the focus, you know, worried about, can I make my payments this month? Um, you know, so if you get rid of some of that debt, then you can focus more on growing your business um you know and just playing it right that's that's what i call it playing it right but uh you know like racing dirt bikes we used to travel the country racing everywhere um i had to make a decision and uh unfortunately that was to stop racing you know on a national scale step away from it it costs a lot of money and uh it was hey you know i can keep going this and you know keep doing this chasing a dream uh, where I can step back and make the right decision and work on my business. Everybody's like, man, you need to come back. You need to start racing the nationals again. I'm like, that costs a lot of money. I would much rather, uh, you know, save that $500 a weekend to go race and put it somewhere else. Um, so you, you get, sometimes you got to sacrifice those hobbies, but I definitely think it's, it's very important to, 
at least for your first, you know, couple years, pay yourself only what you need. Get your business a separate bank account, build the business credit, um, and just, you know, focus on that basic stuff. Uh, you know, build that nest egg in your business bank account. That's huge for me. Um, I want to make sure I've got three to six months of expenses stacked in there for a rainy day. Uh, the big E word, economy. Guys, we don't know what's coming in a couple months. It could get worse. It could get a lot better. Um, so, so it's, you know, just be prepared, whatever it is, uh, you know, set yourself up, build a sustainable business. Cool. Thanks for the insight. Lucas, what about you? Because, well, we should ultimately, if we're business owners, we should be the ones that are getting the biggest reward. Like there's that theory, right? Like the business is set up so that me as the owner makes the money and I make the money and I do it the way I want to do it. It's for me. What's your philosophy? Oh, uh, well, the, I guess it's more so what the first year taught me is kind of the full time that I could, you know, provide. Uh, I worked on, I was pretty stupid in my early twenties and I like race cars. So I, got some huge loans for some really, really nice cars. And then I'd spent way too much money making them a lot faster. And then about midsummer this past year, 2021, around June, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm spending too much money a month on my cars. My, at one point I had four cars parked in front of my shop that all had my name on the plate. And I was like, man, this is, this is getting out of hand and my landlord was starting to get mad at me for having cars parked in the lot that didn't have plates on them. So I, I sold all three, except for the one I liked the most and uh, paid off probably 30,000 in debt last year, which is the first time I paid off debt rather than got Congratulations, more debt. Brother. Thank Thank you. You. It was, that was very difficult for me to do. Awesome. I, I, I made more money last year than I've ever made in a year in my life, but I also spent more of it than I've ever spent in a year in my life because I put most of the money that the business made me, like everyone else has said, back into upgrading equipment, getting the shop, you know, all kinds of stuff just to keep it rolling, adding more expenses as I made more money to get, you know, bigger advertising budget. Everything that I had made, I, I paid myself basically all that I had to, to pay my bills. And then I put the rest of it. Um, I always set, you know, 10% aside, 20% aside. So I could have a winner's worth of work in my bank account. So that if I didn't get a single interior detail over the winter, I could pay my rent, my insurance, my internet, you know, every bill I had for three months. And then I've been blessed so far. January was slow, but it still, I still had enough to pay everything and pay myself a little, but, um, I think, like you said, it's a good balance working my tail off. Don't really do much anymore. I mean, I year before last, I went to every fucking car meet in a car show and drinking with the homies and all kinds of shit. Cause I worked for someone and I didn't have any skin in the game and, you know, made my check and then that was it. And now I have to build, you know, I'm responsible now for making my own income rather than relying on someone else to. So now it's, it's helped me mature enough and grow up a lot. And I still have so much to learn and get 
and I, I'm still stupid and freaking do dumb things every day. And I know I don't know anything, but I, it's exciting. And I'm at the point where, you know, I, I don't have a, a like you said, I don't have a plan with uh, everything set out for 10 years of, you know, uh, numbers and everything. I have a certain annual goal that I want to hit. And then I've raised my goal for this year by 50%. And then I have like a five-year outline, very loose outline of what I'd like to do and what I'm going to try and do to accomplish that. But I want to keep it fluid enough to where I can adjust and make changes and talk to people and notice what I'm doing wrong. So I can hopefully, uh, you know, build it and grow it. And just this past week, I brought on my first employee kind of quasi we're, we're in training right now and he's, he's doing really good. So hopefully that, that works out long-term. And if not, then, um, we'll see where that goes, but yeah, it's, it's going good. I'm, I've paid myself enough to pay my, my personal bills and the business makes enough to pay the business bills. And then, yeah. And then so. now you got somebody that you're going to start paying. And, it, and it's, I think the cool part about being a business owner that you, you start bringing in team members, part of the personal satisfaction for me is that I've provided a way that somebody can make good money, not just yeah. make a living, sure. right? Like, like if I could bring somebody in and the hours that they spend of their day are very right. fruitful for them and they make a good living and they're happy, like, yeah. Like that's yeah. a, that's a chest pound for me. I'm like, yes, like good. Like I, I love that. So you asked me my philosophy and I, I don't think I really answered the question. My philosophy when I started the business was that I, I worked for an awesome company for a couple of years, but before that I worked for a company that taught me everything that I didn't want to do when I owned something. Ooh. And my, my personal philosophy building this company is that I never want to forget what it's like to work for someone. I always want to be the boss that gives my employees everything that they're going to need to live a very, very happy, comfortable life. And I want to pay, I pay my, my new guy that I'm training right now. I pay him. I wanted to wait to hire someone till I could pay someone as much as it's going to take to get the best. Uh, Cause I, I always felt when I worked at the last place, you know, you're not, everyone's overworked and underpaid. I don't want to be the boss that my guys are going to go talk shit about to their wives and their families and their friends on the weekend. I want to be the guy that like my most recent boss who I only have good things to say about. And I always want to strive to be better to my guys and keep their lives happy so that they keep my life happy. Cause uh, yeah, I, I don't ever want to forget what it was like to be the guy at the bottom. I don't ever want to get it in my head that I'm the guy at the top. I always want to make sure everyone else is going to be taken care of before I am. And hey, man. Yeah, yeah, that's my philosophy on business. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. There's another philosophy that goes along with, you know, it's four beers in listen, this to shoots, <laughs> this to shoots is drinkable. It's crushable. I like I'm, I now went back from my other one, Derek, it is time, right? <laughs> It's time. It, it's time to go ahead and tab out because it might get a little bit sloppy after this. We might as well close it down. This Deschutes is a crushable beer. I mean, it. listen, you just don't want to stop drinking it. It's good. And that's the one I'm going to be trying. Yeah. I, I recommend it. I was going to say there's a beer I used to, I got from uh, Devil's Backbone in, uh, out of West Virginia. 
and it was a Vienna lager. And it was the same thing. You could drink it like you could drink like five or six of them, and it was just like drinking water, but it was so smooth. And uh, I got I got one of the uh, breweries near me to, to to get it up here so I can drink it. Arrogant bastard ale, yes. <laughs> yeah, I figured I'd pick one up and try it out. So good, actually not really, but it's rough. <laughs> I don't know. I've tried. Uh, so let's see. I've always walked past the the uh, Bell's Two Hearted Ale. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never tried one, and I was like, you know what? I'll try it. And it's actually pretty good. And then I seen this one. Oof. You're worrying me now. Find out how rough it is. It's oh. rough, man. Like there's a reason it's called arrogant back. Look, read the read the back of the, the bottle too. It's like it basically tells you you can't handle this. Don't drink it. Too hard is garbage. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's, um, it's an hour away from me, and I I Bell's is, their main brewery is an hour away from me, and everyone around here just always talks about how great Too Hard it is, and every bar has it, and it just tastes like carbonated dirt. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's like the Natty Bow out our way, similar kind of thing. Because <laughs> it's Baltimore, but <laughs> man, that's like shit water. Yeah, it's just carbonated piss. <laughs> Damn right. Yeah, aftertaste is rough. Yeah, I was gonna say that. It, it it's like first sip, not bad. Taste like, <laughs> but it's. Mm-hmm. But um. All right, guys, you ready for the you ready for the tap out question? <laughs> Listen, Brandon hopped in. Oh, nice beer, uh, Julian. Yeah, Kolsch. I like Kolsch's. Kolsch's are good. Yeah, good call. Brandon hopped in just so he could be a part of the tab out question. He's ready to go first. He's excited about about the tab out question. So let's get to it. All right, guys. Here we go. If you were dating, uh, you know, your the perfect woman or partner, or whatever, and um, no, we're. I think we're all dating women here. Oh. Well, I guess you're saying if somebody's listening, that's a woman and they're yeah, a partner. You but, or you never know. You're right. You never yeah. know. But here on the pub, I think everybody's right now. Everybody's male dating females. I think yeah. so. So if you were dating the dating a girl, and but you find out that she wears a mascot's head when you guys get intimate, what would the mascot be? Great. All right, Brandon from Sims. What mascot head are you hoping that your wife puts on later tonight? I really I'm trying to think of anything that's like not an animal <laughs> or maybe a, a a kid. I don't know. I can't think of anything. <laughs> um, no bestiality. I yeah, guess, yeah. I think maybe oh, like the Cincinnati Reds baseball. They have a girl one. Maybe we go with that. <laughs> Play to save, did you? Play to save. I like it. <laughs> I like it. All right. So on my screen, you're down here, and I'm just gonna go across. Julian, that makes you next. All right, I found it. You want to see? It? Oh, we can't see it. Yeah, what oh. is it? No, it was just me. The Buccaneers. Mascot. Oh, the Buccaneers mascot. All right. What is it about the Buccaneers mascot that does it for you? You know, it's got something that nothing, nothing else has. I mean, it's got a. I mean, if you you got to see this picture, man. But um, I don't think you can see it over here. Yeah, I can't. Uh, tag me in one of your stories, and I'll repost it in the stories so people can see it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So for you, it was the Buccaneers mascot. All right, cooking with Nick. Let's hop over to you. Any uh, any updates on the food? Man, I'm about 
90 seconds from the glory shot. Mm. But oh, the in glory the shot, huh? Hey, so when you take that glory shot, what <laughs> mascot is uh, is also in that picture? You remember last week when we said what Disney princess? Oh, no. So I'm going to have to have to include. We're talking mascots. I'm, I'm thinking the first thing that comes to my mind is the people that walk around Disney. <laughs> Wait, if you go to Disney World. Wait, the people that are paid in the suit. People are paid. You might Poor see me. Star Poor Wars. You might see my answer from last week, Mulan. Yeah, but the problem gets to be if it's like Winnie the Pooh or something like that. <laughs> the hell, nah. I was gonna say poor Piglet, but I was gonna say that's that's so much. With, with one of like the the Disney princess mascots that are roaming around Disney World. But I've never I've never you seen one in like a full costume though. It's always like a real person. Yeah. Sometimes yes, and sometimes it's Minnie Mouse. <laughs> say, it could be Minnie Mouse. Wait. <laughs> poor. All Minnie. right. Hey, that's his so answer, Derek. You can't argue out. with his answer, man. <laughs> Dude, that's his answer. I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> thanks nick all right chris oh man uh this is a tough one because none of them do it for me but i guess i'd have to say the gators florida gators gotta keep it weird you know <laughs> <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do man all right scott i can't i can't think of any i Gator had a must like teeth. I, that one, that one was a little odd. But uh, I'll just say the uh, the mascot for not really a mascot, but I'm gonna use it anyway. Saint Polly girl. Is what I didn't say the again. Saint Polly girl mascot, the girl on the bottle of Saint Polly. Oh that, yeah, I like it. Yeah, she is hot. You're right. I like blondes. Yeah. My wife can do the the pigtails, and she's blonde, so we'll we'll make it work. Good call. Good call. Good choice. <laughs> I like it. Dustin, what about you? Ah, shit, man. Let's make it interesting. We could go like, uh, oh, damn it. The damn squirrel, a chipmunk, a trash panda. Shit. <laughs> How about an iguana head? That would be cool. <laughs> hey, whatever floats your boat, brother. <laughs> Lucas. What mascot head is your uh, is your uh, fascination going after? Oh, this is the perfect woman, right? Nothing we could ever get mad at her for. So perfect. I'd have to find something to get mad at her for. So I'm gonna have to go with the Detroit Lions. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. you know, being from Michigan, all we got is the Detroit Lions. <laughs> and there ain't no hope for the Detroit Lions, so I can always get mad about something. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's nice a good one. one. That is a good one. Derek, what about you, brother? All right. Just to keep it weird, I don't know what it is, but she'd have to be wearing the Oregon Duck uh, head. I don't know. From, I don't know why. My buddy went to – he lived out in Oregon. I just always wanted to – just the duck. I don't know. Something about that duck. I'm with you. Uh, Julian, I'll be like you. I'll try to post it. I'll try and uh, show a photo, but I'll end up having to post it. The strange thing about uh, going to Denver and doing trainings in Denver is uh, multiple times we've somehow showed up on the same weekend as this big sex uh, 
display down in downtown wow. and they have it whole blocked what? off and <laughs> you, you walk around like the, the first time we found it was we were sitting at this breakfast restaurant that we had just googled breakfast red right i mean we didn't know you know we we're just trying to find a great place to go eat mm-hmm. and they asked us if that's why we were in town <laughs> so what are you talking about was it because i'm here with another guy so apparently inside of this whole area is nothing but you know it's a pride parade Wow. Well, well, we, we have decide- plenty of those in the Bay Area, over in California. Yeah. yeah, we have plenty of those all the time. It's actually yeah. around the season, spring. That's when it starts. And so we decide, let's go take a look. Right, let's go walk around. Then a couple years later, randomly, it falls on the exact same day that somebody from Rupert, well, it was that training with Jason okay. Rosa Rupes. They picked the date, so I had nothing to write. They, they picked the date. It wasn't me, but it just falls on the exact same time and. And that's when this picture was taken and uh, I'll make sure to post it. Uh, yeah. And I mean, the amount of furries and fur babies and everything that was walking around Denver, man, it, it was, it was intense. I, <laughs> I, I think for me, if I'm going to give my, I've always looked, uh, wow. I, I think it would have to go with something like that. I just think it would be really, would I go to one of those? I don't know. I've always questioned if I would actually, but if they're the perfect, person and they're we could go in and i don't know yeah that would be interesting if i would go be a part of that furry culture with somebody like that's that's a really strange weird i don't know if i could really do it i don't i don't know if i could i don't think i could yeah would not do it i one of my buddies is into it and it's just nope he invited me to one of the things and i said absolutely not have fun absolutely not you got invited to one yes i did after the first time he said no yeah, because <laughs> I, I I had some feeling, and we he's like yeah, and I was like nope, not doing it. Like duh. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure, sure. That's something you go for the experience, but you stay for the shame. 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 <laughs> <laughs> all the shame. That uh, that morning walk afterwards is you you kind of get the idea of yeah. <laughs> that yeah. shame walk. Yeah, you, you might need to take a couple of drinks before you start doing it. Yeah, you got, you got like half the costume still on. It's like, what were you doing? It's like, well, you know, like, <laughs> and at the same time, you don't want to know. <laughs> Definitely. All right, guys, thanks so much for a fun night. Uh, great discussion, Dustin. As always, man, thanks so much for all you bring to the community and all your success that you've got going on there, man. It's, it's great to be a part of Lucas. Thanks so much for hopping in. Uh, great talk, Chris, man. Pleasure to get to meet you. Thanks for, for hopping in. Scott recently hopped in a couple Thank weeks you. ago and it's great to see you back and hopefully you guys will keep coming and be a part of community. It's, it's great to, to have you inside. Thanks so much for both of you guys hopping in Julian. Pleasure, brother. Okay. Love it, man. Great discussion. Thanks. I love how you you bring in stuff and we begin to chop it up and get to talk back and forth through things. So, man, it's always a pleasure to see you. You too, man. You too, guys. Thanks. Cooking with Nick. Hopefully we get to see a photo of that uh, steak before we roll out. Did you get it finished up? Yes, sir. <gasps> Mama, let me see the steak. Mama. Little pink, little pink. Good job. Yeah. Well, on the sandwich. Mm. Yeah, it looks beautiful, man. Looks yeah, beautiful. What is that? What, what, what exactly is that? We have we have a tomato, onion, pepper puree on top. Mm. I baked it and then seared it in the skillet and then basted it with butter, garlic, and rosemary. 
Oh, good job. Posted up some. Can you get a little close with it? I want to see what on that. I want to see. He'll post a photo, <laughs> Nick. Uh, where do you post a photo at? Instagram. Always my Instagram story. And for those curious, I just made a folder on my uh, on my Instagram. So if you go to my account, which is it's underscore grooms on Instagram, you'll now see a section that says hashtag cooking with Nick, and you can see almost every meal that I've tagged with that hashtag on Instagram. So it's like 35 Ooh. stories right now. And this will be on there soon. So Ooh. go check it out. Awesome, brother. Thanks so much, man. Derek, great tab out question. Glad to hear everything's going okay for you up there in the Northeast. And uh, listen, have a great week, guys. We'll see you all next week on the Community Pub. Yeah. yeah. See you guys. Right, guys. We'll see you soon.